Hello and welcome to episode 34 of Life in General. My name is Nick. I'm Ian. And as always, you can email us any questions or comments to lifeingeneralmi at gmail.com. Check us out on uh, Facebook under uh, Life in General Podcast. We are at Pod on Twitter. Um, and check out our website, which is lifeingeneralpodcast.com. Do you actually remember? Did you remember the website address there, Ian? Uh, www.somethingsomething.com. <laughs> Check ass. Uh, follow us on uh, Podbean, iTunes, uh, Podcast Addict. I don't know where else we're at. Uh, we're on TuneIn Radio now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess we have been for a while, but I finally got our feet all fixed on there. So Cool. Because there for a while, it was only the first 17 episodes. Right. And, you know, I, I, and I know this is completely... We weren't really going to talk about any of this, but um, I was going back and like looking at or re-listening to some of our episodes. Mm -hmm. I've done that a couple times, and it really like I'd say so. We're this is episode thirty-four. I'd say really like the last like ten episodes from like episode twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four until now. I feel like the quality of the show I think has really improved over the first like twenty-two or so. Seems like there's a better flow to them now. I don't know. Oh, so, maybe. I mean, we're just. I mean, I I'm only time taking into account the fact that I'm still here, so that that's a hindrance. That's true to improvement. Well, no. Well, I, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that because we did shows for a, a couple of times where we were just by ourselves, and that was really fucking hard. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that's holding me up on my show because I don't have the ins- I don't have someone Wait, there saying you have a show. I I well, yeah. There's a show. <laughs> it's invisible right now. No, it's, it's 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 one of the things because like, you know, we have to set time aside, and I have to come over here to to do this, and there it's you know, there's structure to it. Yeah, some Whereas, some kind of structure to some it. Some kind of structure, at least as far as the planning process and and yeah. having to be here and and our work schedules and everything else. But for me personally, to just sit down by myself, you know, I don't have all I have is my my own you know psychological thing the, the little voice in your head that says yeah do it tomorrow yeah you know plan it out better you, you got it you got the right idea but you know let's work it out better do it tomorrow and then the tomorrow i say i'll, I'll do it tomorrow after work and then yeah. you know from working i'm too yeah. fucking tired you know um for anyone that doesn't know we used to do a show called partisan bites which was just either one of us mm-hmm. by ourselves this is like a quick 10 or 15 minutes because uh, it got to the point where we were doing we were talking about politics a lot and and i got tired of talking about it on this yeah. show so that's why we kind of started doing partisan bites and we were able to kinda, i was able at least myself i was able to talk about more like kind of news stuff mm-hmm. and things that i felt wasn't really ta- being talked about appropriately or a correct amount of it in the media because right. I, I if you listen to the show enough you kind of understand that i i I've, really have a big dislike for our media in this country but yeah. um so it's kind of a, a a way for us to kind of branch out a little bit and do our own thing so yeah. i saw it too really and kind of what you said um for us to kind of pose our own opinions without having to you know have a debate about it yeah. and just be ourselves say yeah. what we want and let the audience decide yeah. and you know otherwise if we're talking for you know you and i we're going to discuss our opinions We're yeah, gonna yeah. it's more opinions. more of like just a quick audio blog basically yeah exactly an audio blog is a good way to put it yeah so. um so that's what and, and because of my schedule it was really hard for me to do it mm-hmm. so that's why i we kind of now i have your schedule <laughs> yeah now ian has 
but that, that's not yeah, the but, reason. Because only, it's only been a, yeah, I've only been yeah, here six yes weeks. Yes, yes, and no. It's because I was well. You have kids too. I don't. Well, that and so we were I, we were recording them on our off weeks from life in general. So mm-hmm. and that was typically the weekend I work because I work every other weekend, right. and uh, so it was really hard for me to you know be working. 12 hour days, you know, plus commute time and all that stuff and try to edit a show and get it posted and do all the Facebook and Twitter stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really kind of hard. That's why I, I kind of felt that I, I just couldn't do it anymore. And, right. I mean, you could have, if you had someone to help you out with all that stuff, you know, co-host or something. You know what though? <laughs> and, and, and Ian, I, I, I love bashing on you for that kind of stuff. Right. And, and, and you not come with notes and stuff like that. But I, as far as like the audio end of it, man, I love doing like the editing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's really fun. But uh, I know I like to give you shit about not doing it. But right, right. I, I, I enjoy that that aspect of it. Um, but and when I do my show, I do that stuff for myself. But yeah, but it's a lot less than what you have to do because, like you said, it's just a small blurb and fifteen minutes, ten fifteen minutes. Yeah, and, and, and for, the and, editing part because you know. You can I can stop and re-record, so there's not a lot of editing going yeah. on anyway. So. Yeah. Um, and if you've never done anything like this, typically if you're if you're editing a show, if you're editing a 15 minute show or a 20 minute show, it's gonna typically it's gonna take you half an hour to 40 mm-hmm. minutes to an hour. anywhere Easily. from I'd say between a half an hour and an hour to edit That's it and all that. About stuff. right, even when there's very little editing yeah. involved. Yeah. Know? So well, because of course you're gonna listen to it and. You gotta pick out the pick spots. out yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I um, try to record in a way that you know I'll I'll do like fifteen takes yeah rather than have to worry too much about doing like in in the middle of conversation or discuss or, or speaking kind of editing yeah which I still have to do a little bit but most of the time it's just I try to get it recorded as perfectly as possible right off the bat and then yeah. worry about like editing the music and stuff in yeah you know. see and, and my my approach is completely different I would just. Like when I would script it, I wouldn't necessarily like script a show. Right. I would give myself like bullet points, like what I have sitting in front of me now for for today's episode. I just have like bullet points. I'm just going to talk about talk through it. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't like it, something I would just kind of start over, and I just would edit that. I would and out. I would just edit that out of it. Yeah, I would just do. So there was a couple of times I'd have like a a fifteen between fifteen and seven. I think all my shows episodes are between like fifteen and seventeen minutes. Mm-hmm. But there was a couple times where I had like thirty-five minutes of audio, and you'd have to cut it, down. and I'd, and I'd yeah. have to cut it down. So that I mean that that would take a while to yeah, do. That'd be almost an hour at least. Yeah, hour, hour and a half. Yeah. But you figure when I edit our shows now, and that's the other thing. I, I I think that we've gotten to the point now where I don't edit a lot out. Every once in a while, there'd be like some long pauses or things like that, or if if I have to stop and go say something to the kids or that, or we have to. You know, whatever. Right. Stop for whatever reason. I'll have to cut that out, but that's that's about it. So there's not a whole lot of like in show editing that I do now, which that's kind of good because early on there was a, a shit just ton. a shit ton of it. I mean, I I was editing words out and, and sentences, and you know, three or four minutes of just meaningless conversation I would edit out because it just didn't flow with the show. There, I and, never and, have meaningless conversations. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't care what I'm talking about. It is meaningful. Because if I'm not t- if I'm talking about it, it's meaningful. I wouldn't talk about it if it wasn't. This is me giving Ian the fucking dumb shit stare. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I'm saying it, it's meaningful shit. Yeah. I drop I drop some knowledge when I talk. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it is for me. But you know. spitting knowledge. Spitting knowledge. <laughs> spitting something. 
Um, or is it shitting knowledge? I don't know. Yeah. What's the difference? Um, I don't know. You know, <laughs> and I don't even remember where the hell I was going with all that. But anyway. Well, you were just pointing out that if we feel like we've, we're getting a better flow now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, know, I by episode sense. 54, we'll probably be better than that. Oh, well, probably. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Because um, we'll hit it this year, won't we? Oh, yeah, we should, because, yeah. Cause, and that's, I mean, even if you take the Parson Bites out, we're still, what did you say, we, we're, we've recorded, like, we've already recorded 50-some episodes. Oh, if we you, recorded we 50, 50, over 50, I think we were, we did 51 or 52 episodes last year. Right. Between, so, the, between this show, Entertainment Now, and Parson Bites. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're there. We're getting there. Well, you can only go up, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know, I have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Me too. Oh, well, that was a good waste of nine minutes. It's never a waste. It's a nine, nine minute sidetrack there. It's um, never a waste. <laughs> Just think, when we're dead, our voices will still be out there on the internet. Yeah, but no one's going to listen to it then. It doesn't matter. At least it's there. <laughs> That's true. You know, you have, uh, granted, you have kids that can carry on your DNA. I had, I don't have that, so this is this is my legacy. This, this is your legacy? <laughs> this is my legacy, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so as far as topics, we've kind of touched on this before a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Um, I think our very first episode, uh, we did, we talked, we talked about like social media and stuff like that. And so I've been kind of seeing a trend over the last couple of years of kind of the way that, because we always look at the the positive impacts that technology has on our society. Mm -hmm. And, and I feel like we're starting to see some of more the, more of the backside of that. The, the bad the, side? The, yeah. I think it's always been there. It's just, I think technology progresses at such a rate now that it's both easy and difficult to, to see the bad and the, it's coming in larger groups. For example, if you go back, way back, um, to the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, when factories were starting to be automated to a degree, you know, relatively mm-hmm. speaking, um, how how the the workers uh, reacted to that. I mean, that was it was good for business, but it wasn't good for people. No, you know, so no. technology right from the get go, as we understand it, has always had a bad side to it. Well, yeah, because if you don't, as an employee, if you're unable to or resistant to change you'll eventually make yourself obsolete well true but there's a lot there are chain there is change out there that occurs that makes the worker obsolete regardless of their ability or willingness to adapt to it yeah so i mean they've got that uh, i mean just now and this was, came up during the um the campaign last year the uh founder of uh um hardy's and uh, carl jr uh-huh. uh uh his goal was within years, several, I forgot the time frame, but he, as soon as possible, wanted to have all of his restaurants automated. Yeah. And have no workers at all. How would they do that with the, it, with it, the food and well, all that? Well, it's as simple. I mean, you can order anything online nowadays, so it would just be in store. You, well, you I go have, in, you plug your card in, you you type in what you want. I have, I have heard of that. And, I mean, you don't need anybody there. You have. Uh, you would still have to have people make the food, though, wouldn't you? No, the machine. He wanted machines to do the food and everything too. Huh. I guess, I, I, guess I, mean, I don't know. I mean, it'd, be, it'd be interesting, but I don't know. 
how feasible that end of it is. Like I've seen, I, I, I do know that I think it's McDonald's or somebody else is starting to put in uh, ordering kiosks. Right. In some, in some, um, well, and I know like Tim Hortons, um, they have, you can order online, order on your app and pick it up, pick it up at the window. Yeah. So can you really? Yeah. I got the app. I never used it. I've never used it either. I'm just going by what I read. So huh. You just order it and go pick it up. That's interesting. Well, so, I mean, even pizza places, you can order all your, you can order pizza online now. Yeah. But when you, yeah, but I mean, like, you still need people like, to make it. Like but. when I, when I, yeah, but when I order pizza here in town, I can order it online, but I still go into the place and have to actually pay an actual person. True. But. And they. You know, the, the whole, our, our society is moving away from, from cash money. Yeah. And once that occurs, they're, you know. A machine, you just pop your credit card and your card into a machine. Yeah. You don't need well, somebody there. I was reading something earlier, uh, earlier today, or today or yesterday, whatever it was. But it said that, uh, and this is pretty recent, I think it was from last year, I was reading uh, the article. It said that 92% of the world's currency is digital. 92%? 92%. It sounds about right to me. So, I mean, I guess, it, you know. Which really is not that big of a change, because our currency's always been kind of imaginary anyway. Once, once we got off the gold standard yeah. and went to the, you know, um, whatever, the Federal Reserve, yeah, our money became kind of imaginary anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, the dollar in your wallet wasn't really worth anything other than the fact that it was a promissory note to be worth something. Yes. Imaginary. And it's imaginary. It's, yeah. it's invisible money. Oh. Or invisible wealth and currency. But, you know, going back to, like, some of the pros, I remember, like, when I was working at the, the law firm in Nashville, uh, I remember talking to the attorney I worked for. And he was telling me that when he was in law school, it would take you hours and hours of to, to research topics and things like that in the actual library. And he said, now you'd be able to do that same research in half the time, in, in half the time or, or less than that, you know, because right. j- just because everything's digitized now, you can go online and look up just about anything. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, there are benefits. There's a lot of benefits. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they're the medical benefits that are there are or medical um, uh, technologies that are coming out that are making things way easier. I mean, just look at the the growth of uh, uh, artificial limbs yeah. and things like that. I mean, oh, then the, the medical advances, yeah, it's, it's huge. huge. Um, and our understanding of the of the universe is, is because of technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the hadron collider. I mean, that's. That's huge. I mean, that's big. We've been able to to discover so much more because of our ability to create technology that allows us to do. But that. remember, that's a that's a time portal, though. I remember. No, it was more just that we had destroyed our universe and we're now living in a parallel universe because we had created like a black hole type thing. Okay, yeah, that goes back to our last episode. Last episode, yeah, <laughs> the crazy conspiracies. Well, um, but you know, other things. You know, there's there's technology has allowed us to. To move, uh, to to travel faster and farther mm-hmm. distances, to be able to move, you know, uh, food and things like that. It, it, Not only that, from but different growing, areas, growing regions. Food, you know. Yeah, growing food, GMOs, which I know it's kind of a touchy topic sometimes to Not some people. Not for me, but, because it, it, GMOs just mean that more people on the planet can eat. Yes, and that, and the, but that's why that's what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. You know, GMOs could potentially end world hunger. Mm-hmm. Ironically. <clears throat> uh, I was talking to this guy who's a, a he's studying to be a biologist, uh-huh. agricultural biologist, and he was he said that right now, 
the organic industry is actually a detriment to world. It go, it'll actually cause more hunger than it'll feed because no. the um, levels that people, that the farmers have to go to to have it be organic, they're producing far less yeah. at a far higher um, cost. Yeah. And it, it really is going to cause more hunger than anything else. And we've been eating genetically modified foods for centuries. Yeah. The banana. Corn. Corn. Corn is something. The look, apple. Well, look at corn, for example. If you take corn, like the corn that we eat all the time, mm-hmm. and if if tomorrow, if humans cease to exist, that corn would be extinct in a decade. Probably. Because it, it has to be cultivated. Yeah. Because it's genetically modified. And it has been for centuries. centuries. The apple. The um the apples that we eat today that are sweet yeah. are human made. Yes. They were crossbred with other things. The Johnny Appleseed story, that's what that is. Yeah. He was he was a basically that he was an agriculturalist who created the apple that we understand today, that yeah. we have today. The banana, same thing. Bananas that you see in the store do not grow naturally. Yeah. They don't exist naturally. You and you can't plant a banana and have another banana tree grow yeah. so but there's a lot of stuff like that yeah so yeah i understand and i understand the the people's hesitations with gmos because you don't really know well i mean there's there's, there's, thing, there's but, no long-term studies to show what gen- genetically modified foods do to the human body but there is studies on what what starving will do so yeah. you know yeah i know I, you weigh the way the pros and cons. i understand that i understand so. that um but uh you know, as far as pros still, you know, look at, uh, look at, uh, um, all the new forms of entertainment and art that we have now because of technology. Hell, what we're doing right now. Yeah. Couldn't have been done 25 years no, ago. No, it couldn't have been. Uh, well, it could have been, but you'd Not have to- Not to this level. No, no. You'd be, have to sit in a studio. studio and be on the radio. Yeah. Um, which or, no one ever Or have some kind in. of big recording booth anyway to- yeah. to you know, make a copy of it. But, uh, you know, re- renewable energies, um, uh, you know, moving across com- country for jobs and things like that. That didn't exist prior to well, just internet and things like the that. The ability to work from home for a lot of people. Yeah. That's another thing. You know, especially if you have a family at home, sometimes the ability to work from home is a blessing and it's a lot easier for people now. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to be tied to a phone, you know. Cell phones. For every for every pro, there's a con. And I'm not really sure if one outweighs the other on almost anything. I, I think there's some pretty big cons, though. There are. But I'm saying there's... But it's kind of an equal balance. I don't know if there's... If the scales have tipped in either direction. I mean, you, they might um, lean one way one for one thing for a little while, but then there's ways to counteract that and kind of yeah. balance everything. I don't know if there's necessarily a downside that outweighs the upside. I don't know. It, it, Maybe on some things, but I, I haven't. I haven't. I think culturally, culturally, you know the the constant distraction mm-hmm. the technology is. You know the. I don't know about you, but when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I roll over and grab my phone before I even get out of bed. Grab my phone. I check Facebook. I look at Twitter. Oh, see, no, I, see, I I grab my phone because it's my alarm, and I have and, to hit the snooze fifty but times. A vast majority of people do the exact same thing I do. Yeah, no, I I know. You, you roll. If over I don't have and, to get up and, and go to work, that is the first thing I do. I check um, see if anyone texted me or messaged me or whatever. Yeah, 
but you know, you're people are always watching YouTube videos and Netflix and they're constantly distracted by their phone. I read something, I don't remember the exact number it was, but they said the average, the average person checks their phone like thousands of times a day has some kind of, not, not, not necessarily checks their phone, but has some kind of interaction with their smart device thousand over a thousand times a day. Yeah, I can see that probably being true. Um, so it's it's that constant distraction. It's the the addiction almost to it. Well, I and yes, that's a that's a that's a downside. But the argument to the others to that would be, whenever there's a a scientific or technological kind of revolution, society has always had to adjust to it. Yeah, and it's not that society never or the technology can only adjust so much to society the other side has to be society adjusting yeah um and we're gonna see that because you know your kids and you know down the road your grandkids are going to be exposed to far more um distraction from technology than than we could possibly even imagine right now yeah the way it's it's just at the rate of growth so well yeah now that we get into like virtual realities and things like that exactly exactly so now the when you look at it and you and you see that as a as a negative as a downfall you are looking at it through uh through the spectrum of a generational thing cuz we've pointed out before that we're kind of our generation is that middle generation the yeah. one that had it kind of both ways uh-huh. when we were younger we didn't have it and then when we were just hitting our teens and 20s we had it yeah so we knew what it was like not to have it and we knew what it was like to have it and so when you, we say distractions, we had our own distractions that well, maybe our parents didn't. And have. that was kind of the thing I was going towards. So how much, how much of it is just kind of an evolution of, of where we're going? You know, I'm sure our great grandparents probably complained about our grandparents being distracted by the radio yeah. and our grandparents uh, complained about, about about our parents being distracted by TV, and 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 our parents complained about us being distracted by video games. Right. You know, so which is it, still kind of going on, well, but it's just, it's just a, a greater level. Greater level, yeah. Um, so is it just kind of a, a, a natural progression? I think it is. Or? I think it's it's part of our our, our natural evolution, societal evolution, yeah. not necessarily um, human biological type evolution, but I'm sure that's going to be affected by it too. Yeah. Um, but our just society evolves and it has, and, and society is going to evolve much faster in a, at a rate where we can actually see it happening right kind of but, right in front of us. But I think the technology is evolving faster, faster. than society is. And it, it, could it, it could be. And that's why I see, I see a lot of the stuff like the, um, you know, just the, the laziness, um, in the parents using, um, tablets and things like that as, as a babysitter, electronics as a babysitter instead of actually mm-hmm. um, engaging with their children. It, there's huge, long-lasting complications. True. And but, but I wonder, uh, and hopefully that will correct itself over time. I think it will. I think it will. It, because you, you look at it, again, you're looking at it through kind of a narrow spectrum. Yeah. Because we can only relate to what we see around us. Um, but I mean, the same thing was said about TVs being babysitters when we were kids, Mm -hmm. you know, and parents just popping kids, you know, and I, I came from, I mean, your mom worked, my, my, your mom and dad worked, my parents worked, 
there were times where the TV did have to be the babysitter. Yeah. Um, but it was different, though, also, because at least a lot of the shows I remember watching growing up, there always seemed to be some kind of educational, at least a lot of them, mm-hmm. an educational lesson. There was something to be learned from what we watched. Right. It, that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. Not really. Not it, to the same extent. Although- esp- especially with the with the explosion of YouTube. Where yeah. I see so many kids, my youngest including, included it, that can sit there and spend hours upon hours mm-hmm. upon hours sitting there watching mindless YouTube videos that have absolutely no value to them. Mm-hmm. Where at least a lot of the stuff we had, we had growing up, there was some kind of value to it. Maybe not obvious <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah, but- maybe not so much. I mean- because I'm thinking about it from from just my own personal perspective. Growing up, what I chose to watch, when I did watch cartoons and stuff, a lot of it was old old school cartoons, yeah. you know, Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes kind of that stuff, Willie, uh, Woody Woodpecker. But the newer, more modern cartoons that I watched, or you know, were contemporary to me, GI Joe, Transformers. You could argue that those are kind of empty too but at least you know gi joe has had that the more you know yeah that, there, that, there was always or, something to it yeah you know watching a video of people opening up toys where's the value where's, where's any kind of value in that well you and i can't see it i'm not sure if there is any value but apparently children do see value well yeah it. because they want stuff well yeah but you can't so you it's can't, just that's that's unfortunately that's part of having a capitalist society. Yeah, you know, I mean, even if even if we had a more balanced capitalist society, like what you and I think agree we should have, kind of a uh, socialist capitalist type yeah. mix hybrid, um, you're still going to have to have that mm-hmm. because if you don't if you don't create, you have uh, to have the demand for the supply, right? Exactly, and you, I mean, if you don't have people, unfortunately, coveting. <laughs> other people's stuff they're not going to go out and buy i mean george carlin said that yeah you know when he went over his tent his breakdown of the ten commandments coveting thy neighbor's goods that's what keeps the economy going yeah <laughs> so. but uh it's just a lot of the stuff i see kids watch would not have interested you at your at their age no it, it's it, and, and so a lot of the cartoons still have some kind of value to them i i suppose but, i I know. Obviously, I watch a lot more of it than well, you do. Well, I'm just going by like what I was, what we were talking about earlier, because you know Sean was watching Teen Titans Go. Yeah. And you pointed out it's they're not fighting they're, bad they're guys. Not doing anything. They're not doing anything. And I said, you're right. It's it's, it's a situational comedy for it's, kids. It's a but there's cartoon no, version of Friends. Is what I said. And that would that even is a probably a uh, an affront to what Friends is, honestly, because yeah. at least there was something going on there. Yeah. There's generally nothing going on. They're just you know, basically moving around, moving around and doing just silly stuff, slapstick comedy stuff in a a sense. Yeah. Um, I have issues with it just because I'm a comic book person and I think it's, why did they have to have those characters do that? If you're going to have, you you could made those characters anything and had them do exactly the same thing. Yeah. But, but your son loves it. It's always on whenever I come over here, he's watching. I know. So he loves it. And Madison, I, my niece, loved Teen Titans Go. I don't know yeah. if she still does because she's a little bit older, but she used to watch that shit all the time, and it drove me nuts because I'm like, this isn't Teen Titans. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No. It's um, a cartoon form of a cartoon form. 
in a sense, that's a good way to put it. Really, it's like yeah. it's cartoon of a cartoon of a cartoon. Yeah, and for whatever it's worth, kids like it. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that that the, old guy, the crotchety old guy yelling. Yeah, well, I, I I do want to be that, but I don't want to be the old guy who just shits on everything that yeah. kids like because it's not it's new and it's different than what I like. Yeah. Um. But you know, as far as technology goes, you're we are technology is growing so fast that society itself is going through a considerable amount of growing pains with it. Yeah. I think honestly, that's really the biggest problem. We're, we're seeing a lot of the, the detriment because we haven't truly evolved and adjusted to it yet. Yeah. And, and you know, a, another kind of big downside of it is, is just kind of the loss of privacy. You know, look at the, look at the big thing that's going on with Facebook right True. now. They they accessed what but, fifty million people's yeah. uh, user accounts. I, I saw so I didn't read the article, but I, I on Facebook I saw it. Um, you can actually download all of the information that Facebook has um, collected off of you. Yeah, and the article was about one person who did that and the scary shit he found. But there is choice there. There is there is a, a level of choice. For uh, uh, for us, yeah, we allow that to happen. Uh-huh. We we they're only getting what we're giving them. But but at at this point in the evolution of technology in our society, you're almost the choice is becoming you're, 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 you're yeah you're almost shunned if you're not like I, I every time I talk to someone there and I'm like you're not on Facebook and it's like you know it, it, it's it's almost kind of strange when, when when people find out that you're not online all the time. Which is ironic because in, in less than five years, people are going to be like, "You're still on Facebook?" Yeah. Well, I was. Talking, it's already kind of starting to happen. It, it already bit. is. I was talking to Jack, my oldest, a couple of days ago. We were coming home from his choir concert, and he made a comment about only old people are on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Remember so, when we said that about MySpace? Because oh, it was really getting like that. It's like yeah, MySpace. Get was on MySpace. Weird. All the old people are on MySpace. Yeah. You know. A lot of like musicians and stuff still use. Wait, MySpace. Yeah, we've talked about that. Musicians and pedophiles. That's really about it. So you still have a MySpace account? <laughs> I barely had a MySpace account when it was new. Oh, um, don't call me a pedophile on the radio. <laughs> well, we're not on the radio. Well, you know what I mean. Don't record yourself calling me a pedophile. Like, I'm not. Um, no, Ian is not a pedophile. Thank you. He's just a creepy old guy. Um, I'm not even that really. <laughs> Uh, but you know, technology is also, it, it's also created poor sleep habits. You know, people, yeah, people staring that. at the screen, the light of the screen affects your, your sleep. Um, well, I can't comment on that. I've always had weird sleeping issues, so I know, but I, so I wonder how much, you know, I'm sure there's probably quite a few the kids that probably go to sleep at night with a tablet or something in their hand. Right. How much of that is that, how much is that affecting them? The argument could be made when I was younger and I didn't have that. And I had my own sleeping issues. It was always a book because I didn't really have a TV in my room. But it's actually the, the the it's actually the colors in the screen affect your sleep patterns. Hmm. That's why, uh, like the uh, the I know with the the some of the newer phones, you can actually change into like a night mode where it changes the colors on the screen. But it's for that reason, huh? I didn't know that. I I'm. Possibly, I can be affected. I could be affected by that. I'm sure because my sleeping habits are terrible, and they always have been. But it seems like right now, and, and for the last couple of years, it's been even worse. Yeah. So. Um. Even and, and 
on kind of a bigger, kind of more scarier note, um, technology has has made it cheaper and easier to enrich uranium. Well, so which you, could have some benefits, but it could have a lot, a lot of more. Exactly, because yeah. if you think at 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 the rate it's it's going, that's it's gone over the last decade or so. Eventually, we'll get to the point where you can probably enrich uranium in your home. Hmm. Well, remember when it used to be you couldn't brew beer in your home? Now you can. So there's benefits. I know. Well, it looks like we're cooking math when I'm out there making beer. (laughs) um, Well, that's a good point right there, cooking math. Was that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I'm just, no, it's a bad (laughs) thing, but I'm saying, I don't, I, you know, 40 years ago, could you have done that in your home? No. Yeah, exactly. So, but I mean, there's a difference between making math and having the, brewing beer, having the ability to create a nuclear bomb. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll get to the point eventually where some crazy guy in the woods in the middle of North Dakota, no offense to anyone living in the woods in North Dakota, um, I'm pretty sure no one from North Dakota is listening to our show, but you, you possibly theoretically not some guy up there in the middle of nowhere can stockpile nuclear weapons in, in his in his shed out back. Hmm. That's a good point. I, I, I should, uh, uh, did you watch, have you watched Bill Maher from last week? I think it was last week. It might have been the week before. Uh, one of his not. new rules was that we don't need two Dakotas. Oh, I did see that. that, that was, actually, someone, <laughs> because, po- someone posted on Facebook. It was funny. Yeah. Two, two Dakotas has still, together combined, still has less of a population than California. And but, because there's two of them, they have four, four senators instead of two. Yeah. Which I can see his argument there. I, I've never agreed with him on the whole two senator thing. He thinks California should have more because it's a bigger place and it's larger population. But that's why we have two senators. Exactly. It, I, so, I think... Adding more politicians to the mix is not a good idea. No. If anything, you need to reduce the amount of politicians so you actually get some shit done. I would. It would be interesting. It probably would never work, and they'd never be able to pass it in our, in the United States. But I think it would almost be interesting to go to like to get rid of not necessarily the Senate, but get rid of the House completely. I agree. And go to like a, a straight, voting a voting Senate. system where you can. Well, that's where technology could where go. you could. Say, okay, at 10 o'clock, there's going to be a vote on whatever, and then everyone in the country can go online and vote. It would work, probably. Just as long as, but, the, just as, long as the Russians didn't hack it. That's what I was going to I wasn't going to say the Russians, but yeah, it, it's, somebody. The, the problem is, is there is the, all, the potential for damage is higher yeah it's one thing to hack an election because all that does is put someone in power that probably shouldn't be there Mm -hmm. and that can cause problems but that's just that's it's a progressive thing whereas if you have us voting literally on everything whether it be a tax cut or um just any kind of legislation that can affect people directly like right now or you know voting on a war for example yeah if you have the right person with the right knowledge to to affect that, we could uh, we could go to we could all vote to go to war and not really all vote to go to war. Yeah, and, and that's why I said it, you I, you could get rid of the house and probably keep the senate. Right, that's kind of the the balance to it. But you know the other thing is if you want to get rid of people hacking into it, create your own software. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's always been kind of the thing about Mac computers. Yes, Mac computers are expensive. Mm-hmm. But there's very, very few viruses that are made for Mac computers because 
it's such a small percentage of overall computers in the world. Why take the time and effort to create a virus that you're only going to be able to use on such a small number? So if you created your own operating system and only used it for voting purposes, how much harder would it be to create and hack into it? Well, it's hard to say because you point out that it's it, there's less viruses for Mac because it's a smaller percentage. Now you're talking about a national number here. I know so that which is pro- plus million, which are probably so a virus would would be very good for well, you know, effective. But but how how hard would it be to create a virus to attack a program that you don't have or have access to? To you understand what I'm saying though. Is, is, I guess to a degree I understand what if, you're saying. If, if you don't know what this program is mm-hmm. or how it operates, how do, how do you hack into it and how do you create a virus to attack it? I I don't know. I'm not a hacker. I, but near, I'm saying, n- neither am I. That's more. What I'm saying, what I, th- what I think would happen is it's not necessarily how do you do it, but how long until someone figures out how to do it. Yeah. That's the key. Um, but we've got, I mean, so, so every decade or so you have to come up with a new new program, new program. And i think it would probably be less than 10 years honestly It'd probably, probably. Be more like every five to seven actually you know what you could probably do it every every cycle every two-year cycle or, or every four-year cycle okay now here's the other problem that cost of that although if we eliminate the house there's that it, could pay for it exactly for it. but do you really think how many how many representatives are there in the house I don't know, 300 and some, 400 and yeah. some. Do you really think 400 people who are in charge of controlling their own wages and their job essentially for- at least That's why I said it would never pass. Yeah, because they're not yeah. going to put themselves out of work. No, no. Especially to give uh, more more uh, choice to the people. Because they because, want they want to restrict choice. Well, and it's not even about restricting choice. It's yeah. more about- financially benefiting from choice well that's what i'm saying is is they want to restrict the choice so they can direct the narrative that keeps them in power and keeps their wallets full yes the coffers full exactly so because that's what it's all about it's all about power and money right do you think that that technology has freed that up though because there's there's a lot of people who i've heard say that the internet has kind of been able to level the playing field to a degree between the wealthy and the poor as far as as far as well new technologies just look at like these uh, app designers i mean people who have even rudimentary computer skills have been able to create apps that have made them millionaires overnight um and that's something that but there's always been kind of those schemes also well it's not even a scheme really because it's a pro you you invented a product or you created a product that sold there's nothing schemey about that it's just that's just business um it's schemey if you create that program, make millions of dollars, and it like fries your phone. Then yeah. it, that's a scheme. But you know, Angry Birds and all those programs. I mean, those well, are- what, what I'm saying though is, there's always been some kind of, I, I guess, scheme is the wrong word, but kind of some get rich quick kind of thing that right. that does work to a certain extent. Hmm. But I mean, it's it's kind of bigger now because I mean. Like us, I mean, we're doing this podcast. We're not making any money off it, but I mean, theoretically, we could be. Yeah, and there are podcasters no, out there that, that are that they make a living off of doing yeah. this. So that's something that technology has allowed the vast majority of people to to try. Whereas before, you won't, you had to go to broadcast school. Yeah, 
You had to get a degree in broadcasting. You had to work your way up through the ranks to get to a point. Now, granted, there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. But we're what we're doing right now used to take a decade for someone to be able to do. Yeah. And make money on it. Mm-hmm. So technology can equal things out if it's used properly. But yeah. as we said, the the balance because it, it can be manipulated so easily. It's it's really tough to say where where we're going to go. I think society is going to evolve um with the technology. It'll just be a couple steps behind. Yeah. Well, and, and speaking of a couple steps behind, you're starting to see it now with uh with a lot of the anti-piracy stuff catching up to the, I think the pirates will always be a step or two ahead, but it seems like they've kind of closed that gap over the last 10 years. Cause oh, they're, well, for, yeah. I mean, you know, early two thousands, it was like the wild west as far as being oh, yeah. pirate music and movies and things like that. Uh, not necessarily movies is probably more music than anything. Cause well, it was music initially. And, Cause with and, Napster. And, right. But even when Napster was LimeWire, I think was the other one. LimeWire, FrostWire. Once Napster was, was, uh, wrangled in by the by the, by justice or however you want to look at it Metallica by Metallica yeah. uh, you uh, it still was still available but it really started booming when it came to movies movies yeah. I think you don't I don't think they probably hurt as financially as the music industry was by pirating I really don't no because in not, the year, just for example yeah. the year 2012 event the first Avengers movie came out. That movie made over a billion dollars and was still the mo- was the most pirated movie in history. Yeah. Well, because look at so it. So it still made money. So it didn't hurt financially. Because you're still going to go to the movie theater and go see the movie. Now, granted, when it comes, now DVD sales will, will drop off. But at least I'd have with, to, I don't know the numbers on that. But at least with music, there is no going to the theater to go listen to music before the album right. comes out. It's and, and I think with a lot of streaming services... They've kind of picked up or, or gotten rid of a lot of the pirating, um, because I think it's for for a lot of the, like the people that aren't big into pirating. Um, why spend the time and the effort with VPNs so you don't get caught with with uh, you know categorizing your music and everything when you can pay ten dollars a month and just have whatever you want to listen to? Right, which I do, and that's what I do too. I've got Apple Music and, and Spotify. Yeah, so. You know, it, it, it's a lot easier just to pay a streaming service. And if you're an artist, if you're an artist and your music is on, I don't know about Spotify or any of the other ones, but at least with with Apple Music, they get money every single time that song is played. Right. So they're, I don't know what the numbers are, but the sales numbers I've had, not necessarily sales numbers, but, but actual profitability of artists had has had to have gone up in the last year or two. Because of of those premium streaming services. Well, the argument there is some argument. I mean, Spotify was actually um, taken to task for this because uh, the amount of money an artist gets for licensing their music to say Spotify. I don't know how it is for Apple, but Spotify was specifically named in a court case. I forgot yeah. what the artist what, what artist went after them. But you know, with normal royalties, there there was kind of a a, a bottom cap on how little you could pay an artist for uh-huh. every. And I think it was like a penny or something like that. Yeah. Whereas Spotify was, we're, we're talking like fractions of pennies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So a song would almost have to be heard 20 times 
be listened to 20 times just for an artist to get one cent from it. Something to that effect. So it's hard to say if profitability has gone up. Yeah, but, you, but, you, but physical media kind of made a resurgence there. It has. Vinyl. It has. Specifically vinyl. Um, you When you get vinyl, you can digitize it, but you're not buying the vinyl to just digitize and throw away. You're buying it for the physical copy. Yeah. So that's, in a sense, where the music industry... So you're as, saying the hipsters is, uh, say, say the music industry? Well, I guess if you want to... I don't consider myself a <laughs> hipster. I'm far too ugly and fat for that, but... Oh, and I smoke too much and don't give a shit. About it. <laughs> um, it's because I I, I, I I buy vinyl. That's the only way I buy music. Yeah. I don't buy it any other way. Um, and I think to the degree. Well, you does, do because you buy you have a streaming service. Well, I guess that's true. But I, I mean, the argument then goes to the fact that how much of that money is going to the artist. Yeah. Well, but that's what I'm saying, though, is, is yes, if you have to play a song 20 or 30 times to get the same royalty that you would from an album. Or or a digital album being sold, right? Or even a just a song. But but because of that streaming service, you're stopping. You're adding a hundred or four hundred or a thousand people on. To, there because it's easier than trying to download exactly and like exactly. I, I I guess we I mean we'd have to see the numbers to be a hundred percent sure, but yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. I also see it. There's the danger, and this is one of the dangers that I, I'm hoping I was wrong on because I saw it, you know, having worked in a video store, the idea of the Netflix model and the, the Hulu model, when you go to a video store, because it's all hard copies in-house, if you want to watch Casablanca, you can go rent it. It's yeah. there. But if no one, if you're one of like a hundred people who like that movie or have any interest in watching that movie, chances are you're not going to find it on Netflix no. for another, another example of that changing lanes, which we've talked about in our entertainment. Now it's not on Hulu or, or Netflix. No, there are no video stores for me to go rent it. Ironically, I could rent it from iTunes, which I didn't think about, yeah. but that wasn't available when the video store was open, even a few years ago. That's kind of a new thing. That's been part of the streaming thing. Renting it? Digitally renting, yeah. You um, could digitally rent if it was on demand. You've, like been, able, you've been able to digitally rent from iTunes for a long time. Have you? Yeah. See, I never even considered that as an option. It yeah. never occurred to me. But, but, but it's iTunes expensive. doesn't have it's everything. Like, it's, it's, it's like, like four bucks. It's four bucks to rent a movie. Right. Or with, with Changing Lanes, which we reviewed on. Yeah. Or you if could, I'd rented if, that at the if video you store. Listen, if you want to listen to it, it'll be on the episode next week of Entertainment Yeah, now. okay. Yeah, next week's episode. Um. But if you wanted to rent that from my video store, it would have been fifty cents. Yeah, to rent it, and you'd have it for seven days. Yeah. So now it's three bucks, and they don't even have to hold a, vig- a, a, a physical copy or pay anyone to give you that copy out. You know? Yeah, and, and I don't know how long you get it for either. 24, Is it twenty four or forty eight hours? hours, something like that? Yeah, I knew it was some kind of there was some kind of. I've time never done it. I, I I managed not to have to do that thanks to you, but um, <laughs> um no, but, I, well I. I, you shared your copy with me. I shared my copy with you, yes. Um, but uh, it's, I forgot where I was going with that, honestly. My brain just shut down. It literally, it was like, it was literally like turning off a TV. <laughs> Technology. Um, yeah. So, you know, I guess one of the other issues is, is technology becomes obsolete so fast. So you're spending... Now a lot of people don't. A lot of I guess I shouldn't say a lot of people. A lot of people hardly do. But you know, a new iPhone comes out every September, and 
So there's a lot of people out there that will spend eight hundred dollars to a thousand dollars, seven or eight hundred dollars every September to buy a new one. I couldn't do that. No, well, and I don't either. But if I if, my, so, if I buy a phone, this like this one, this is a new, a brand new. Or, well, it's almost obsolete now because the nine's coming out. But um, I have the eight note. Bought it when it first came out. If this phone, and that was last year, just yeah. last year, if this phone lasts me less than five years, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. That's but that's see that's old school thinking. Yeah. That's, I mean that's that's the same as when our my grandfather would push his car out of the garage down the long driveway into the street and start it in the street to save just that little bit extra gas. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and because he grew up at the depression when yeah, I, you just you you pinched everywhere. Yeah. It didn't matter you saved every single penny you Now we're a splurging could. society. And right, but I mean every generation has their version of that too. Yeah. Me, this phone that costs 800 bucks has to last me no less than five years. Yeah. You'll probably have a new phone within five years. If I'm, I'm dead serious. If I, and I don't see why it wouldn't. My, my galaxy four lasted me five years. Yeah. So I can't see why this, you know, high end model that I bought right when it first came out. shouldn't last me five years. Jack, he, he still uses my five S and I mean, that's, that's yeah, yeah that's, six seven years old now. Well, five years old. Five years old. So yeah, yeah. And that still works just fine. But you know, it's it's also the with technology the the stress that comes from always being connected, mm-hmm. always being plugged in, um, looking to always oh what well, what can I put on Instagram to get me likes to get me comments you know I see that a lot more with the younger generation true but it, that's um, feeding on a psych uh, psychological thing that, well and that's what I'm saying though that's that's the, the that's what technology is playing into now now um, but that's kind of that's kind of a new thing though because technology hasn't always been that that way because you wouldn't there was a uh keeping up with the Joneses thing with, with technology, you know, having a new TV or having a new car or, you know, having new stuff, new, uh-huh. new things. Um, that even goes back to say our, our parents for sure. But now there's this keeping up with the new in order to be relevant Yeah, for yourself, not just to be for other people, but just personally, where do you think that comes from? Do you think that's do you think that's a byproduct of the situation, I don't or do know. you think it's intentional? Yeah, I don't know. Because if it's intentional, that's pretty insidious. Mm-hmm. But if it's just a byproduct, then it'll be. I'm I sure think there's, it'll there's, work its way there's, out. I'm sure there's some intention there, right? As far as the obsolete thing goes, I I don't know if you ever saw it, and you probably didn't, but uh, the movie Tron Legacy, which was a sequel to Tron, no, Mm-mm. at the beginning of the movie. Uh, the main character in the first Tron had created this big tech empire, basically a windows or Microsoft or Uh whatever. And, but he disappeared. So it was now run by a board and they were introducing their new operating system at the beginning of the movie. And the one guy who helped found the company and kind of the old guy, he goes, well, with all the money we're charging for this, what's so new about this, this program that, you know, to benefit people and the, the, the sleazy guy in the board goes, we put a 10 on the box. That's it. Yeah. So that's why I was wondering: is it is is there uh, this 
technology being obsolete is Some that nefarious built, is it built into the system yeah. to be that way because i mean for gen for two generations now we've had heard people say oh they don't build anything they don't build things the way they used to things yeah. aren't built to last especially cars yeah um my grandfather was big on saying that car is just plastic because <laughs> cars are made out of plastic now there's mm-hmm. more plastic than there is metal a lot yeah. of times and uh so i mean is that is it that or is it something more where they're creating the technology they're they are they're already say when they come out with the iphone x or 10 or whatever it's called have they already developed the 12 and they're giving us the 10 no i, I don't think i don't, don't think, think it's quite no that i don't think it's that no i don't think it is i don't think it is because that um, to me is the unethical side of it that it, it at least with <coughs> at me. least with iphones when they come out in september it's really it's normally not until February, March of the following year when you start seeing things leaked mm-hmm. for the for the next year's model. That could that could still be intentional. But it's not being leaked by Apple. It's 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 suppliers that are leaking it. How do you know that though? I mean we don't 100%. We don't we don't hundred percent know, but I I, I I highly doubt that they're working on something for two years in advance. I'd almost be shocked if they weren't. To be honest, I'm with sure. You. I'm sure. Just, there, just I'm, sure, I'm sure. Level. There's at some planning stage they might be, mm-hmm. but there's nothing. There's nothing concrete about it. Right. Because um, I, I I can't imagine Apple. I'm not a big fan of Apple, but I don't necessarily have a, a huge problem with them. But I can't imagine that they're not thinking five years in advance. Any they, company, they are, any they company. are, they are. But what I'm saying though is they're not thinking. They're not working on a software for five years in advance. They're probably looking at a projection. They've got a projection where they where they want their technology to be in five years. Mm-hmm. They're probably looking at companies that they, they they can absorb to add into their products for that far in the distance. But there's nothing tangible that they're probably working on. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's really hard to say, but I mean, that, again, it's one of the things that is going to go either to the good side or the bad side of that scale of good or bad with technology, because you're either going to have people taking advantage of it and doing something like, like I said, having their model 12 ready to go, but it only giving a, a, us the 10, a slow release, a slow release. Or like you said, they're just developing ahead and yeah. you know, it's all just a catch up job. Yeah. So the, uh, the last thing I kind of wanted to touch on was something that my wife talks about all the time. And my wife have been somebody perfect to have on this episode, but uh, and that's the 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 lack of social skills that younger generations have because of technology. When we were growing up, we yes we had video games, we had Game Boys, but our our, our lives didn't revolve around electronics like it seems like younger generations do now. But I guess the argument could be made that if it's because the parents are letting him, it's still it's still um, it a is. parental issue. It it's is not a technology it issue. It is, but the technology issue, the technology side of it, is creating children that have fewer and fewer social skills. Well, I can definitely see that. Um, and the, and my, if anyone doesn't know, my wife's a teacher, so that's that's. 
So, so she, she sees she, it. She, she, sees she, it. she sees it every single day. Well, you can see it just walking out in the street. You go to you go anywhere where there's going to be families, you're going to see it. But it's not just them sitting there playing on something. It's the fact that they do not know how to interact with people. Right. They can't have just a conversation. Mm-hmm. Even among children, they can't have a conversation. They don't know how to socialize with each other. They don't know how to deal with with outside influences. But see, that's true of even our generation that's hooked into this thing. And we were taught those social graces, at least for the most part. But you can see that that um, that vacuum of social graces yeah. even in people our age yeah. because of technology. So I guess the argument does – because Mandy, Mandy's right in terms of how she's viewing it. It's the technology's fault, but – do but you see with it, our generation? It's though? not going to change. It's no, it's only it's going to get, get worse. worse. But what I was going to say about with our generation, though, is because, like you said before, we're kind of like that in between. We had technology when we were in our mid to late teens, mm-hmm. and even slight early teens. If yeah. you talk about like gaming systems, yes. But uh, well, I mean, I, I had like Nintendos and Game Boys Segas and stuff like that when I was when I was eight. Right. You know, so, right, but I mean, we were there with really the full progression. Of but it was like, I, w- I think I was 14, 14 or 15 when we got our first computer and, and, and PS1 and, and, came out and internet and all that stuff. So we, we, I understand where our generation could have a reduction in social skills because of that, maybe mm. to a slight, to a slight, I guess maybe to a slight, well, we're just, we're because we're in such right dead smack in the middle of it really that it's like our personalities could probably go either way. Some of yeah. us will go one way. Some of us will, will stay the other way. So I, I mean, that's kind of the way I see it. It's more, we were literally so just dead center and that, that middle ground of it. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, you and I at one point in our lives has used a rotary phone. Oh yeah. And we have, you know, and then when we were young, and then now we've got smartphones. So yeah. it's like we've been to literally both sides of this, both ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I just I I definitely agree that there are there are social graces that are being lost as yeah. a result of technology. I j- but knowing that that's not going to change and it's not going to get any better, it's only going to get worse. I have to hope that. Like I was saying earlier, how society is just a couple steps behind, and it's just we'll get to a point where we need to find that balance. We'll adjust our the social graces will change, but there will still be social graces. Yeah, you know. I, I still, know. I to this day, I still hear children say thank you once in a while. Not very often, but it's it's something, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You got anything else that you want to add to it? I mean, um, no. I mean, I. I the the only thing that does scare me is AI. I will say that. Yeah. I just don't know if we're ready for that. And I and I the way they're talking, we, there was we, that Uber the well, Uber right. car that just killed that guy out west. And that's and that's even like the lower end of what they're talking about having AI. I mean, we're we're less than ten years away from having full on artificial intelligence. Yeah. Well, they've got uh, I don't remember who it is, or, but somewhere I think it's in the U.S. where they're. Working on like brain scanners to be able to read people's thoughts and yeah. things like well, that. Well, they're also trying to work on ways of being able to upload human consciousness into a computer. Yeah. 
Um, so it, it it could get so like like I was talking about with with uranium, it could it theoretically could get to a point where it, it goes it, over it, the line. Yeah, yeah, and it becomes a well, huge detriment. That's to, been a fear of humankind for over yeah. two hundred years. Yes, I mean that's what Mary Shelley's Frankenstein was about. Yes, essentially, as you know, for a eighteen uh, early eighteen hundreds. Um, understanding of what, what science and, and technology could be, you know, she was ahead of the game on that and seeing the dangers of yeah. it. Um, but beyond that, it's that's honestly, that's the only thing that truly scares me is I just don't know if we're ready for that. Yeah. I really don't. We don't even have, first of all, we're, we're in a time period where intelligence itself is under attack. Yeah. Knowledge, understanding, is being intellectual is being is is frowned upon is frowned upon so in many instances in many yes. instances especially in this country this country is the worst of it um outside of well, the third, would, outside would, of the third world say this. um but there is a danger with creating an, something that can think for itself in a way that can't be hampered by human fa- frailty yeah because human frailty is why we can have a society that has a majority of it that frowns on intellectual growth computers ai won't have those 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 holdbacks and it will grow much faster than we're even capable of understanding and i just you know i don't want to be like the the weird the machines are going to take over guy but let's face it thanks thanks for ending this on a down note no i'm just saying i'm i'm hoping i'm ending it on a funny note because I want this to just be a joke, yeah. you know, but um, I, I don't know if it would actually even come to that. But we should be aware that that is that it's a possibility. It's a possibility, and we really need to watch our step. Yeah, with that. So you know, we it's don't a have slippery slope. And I, I don't like using that I word. Know that. I know that <laughs> phrase. I when I use it, I want it to have meaning, yeah. and that that doesn't have any meaning here. But. Um. I don't know. I did want to add real quick before we before we end this that uh, I did find some interesting facts. Internet facts. Interesting internet facts. Internet facts. Okay, I just wanted to make sure if it was facts or internet facts. It was. I pulled it off of the internet, but you know, and the article I got this all from was from back in 2015. So it's okay. somewhat. It's about a couple three, years behind. About three years, yeah. Um, but so it, it said that over 90 percent of all adults have their mobile phones within arm's reach of them at all, all times. What's the number again? I'm sorry. Over, over 90%. I'm one of them. I am too. I always have my phone. And I'm, and no I'm, matter where I'm at, I always have my phone. I'm less reliant on technology than than a lot of people, and that's true of me. So. Um, out of a population of 7 billion people in the entire world, 4 billion of them have mobile mobile phones. 4 billion. Yeah. Okay. Um, the very first... Uh, the very first uh, personal computer was released in 1950 and sold for $300. Huh. I did not know that. What was the personal computer? A calculator? I, I don't. I, yeah. I did, it it had to have been a calculator of some kind. It, I'm sure it was, something like that. But $300, that's a lot of money back in 1950. Oh, yeah. That would be like 3000 now, wouldn't it? Uh, roughly? E- eBay makes nearly $700 worth of transactions every single second. Which that's another thing you could talk about technology. Uh, well, as, as a pro uh, is is the, and a con. It, it's true. It's commerce. You know, it's commerce. B- 
Because right now, as we're speaking, an institution that we grew up with is gone as a result of internet shopping. Toys R Us. Toys R Us, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, I don't know how true this is, but it says apparently if you can successfully hack into Facebook, they'll pay you 500 bucks. Huh. Jones. So there's a lot of Russians who they owe some money to. <laughs> well, they didn't hack into it. They just created false accounts. Oh, that's accounts. true. That's true. Um, yeah, you're, you're right there. Over a million new domains domain names are registered every single month. million a month. Yeah, over a million. How many more are left? I don't know. Up until 1995, they were all free. I think I knew that. I, and I then that after, were... in 1995, they started charging $100 for a domain name. For a two-year license for a domain name. Um, and then people started throwing a fit, so they reduced it to $70. Oh, and, very generous. Yeah, and now you can buy a domain name for like 99 cents on GoDaddy for a couple of years. Right. Um, I, I don't remember how much we pay. I think we pay like $2 or $3 for two years. Mm. Um. That's now that's generous by comparison to the hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of an evolution in that. Um, yeah. Google search engines answer over a billion searches every single day. Huh. One thing we didn't point out is just the the uh, speed of internet too. That's oh yeah. Another one that you know just even ten years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. We are a thousand times faster than we were ten years ago. Probably more than that. I was trying to be generous because I don't know the exact numbers, but I know that I'm getting like just my baseline on my internet's like 100 megabytes per second. Yeah. Which is fast enough for me. No, yeah. So. Um, and also, according to the article I was reading, uh, the first computer mouse was invented in 1963, and it was made of a wooden shell with two metal wheels. Huh. Um. A red panda, which is native, which is native to the Himalayas and southwest China, uh, translated the English word for red panda is Firefox, which is where the browser got its name. Oh, does a red panda look like a fox? They they look a lot more like a fox than a bear. Okay, okay. So. They're actually kind of cute. Um, and also, Wikipedia uses just under. 2,000 bots. The article I had, it was 1,941 bots to keep track of more than 39 million pages of content on Wikipedia to correct false misleading information that uh, they call them vandals uh-huh. that, uh, put on the pages. See, that's a lot of effort. That's a lot more effort than even I think their news agencies use for their fact, fact, uh, fact well, checking. But, but, you, <laughs> but, you look, but the thing is, I can't log on to, you know, Fox News and put fake misleading information on there. No, all you have to I do have, is, is, is send them a letter wow. and they'll probably fucking read it on okay, fr- may, friends, okay, may, maybe, Fox maybe, friends. Maybe Fox was a bad, bad example. example. Yeah. But I have, you can't hack into MSNBC or CNN. I have I have a Wikipedia account. I have created pages on Wikipedia. Uh-huh. I mean, I could go on there and change whatever I want. True. But if there's bots that are checking it behind you, yes. that's something that I'm a, yeah. I'm I'm a kind and, of agreeing with you as far as it comes to normal media yeah. and information sources. And I always bash on Wikipedia because I was you know I was always because it can be I, it can be I always call it a jokingly but, call it authoritative source, but uh, it, it I would it say typically it is as much as as the news used to be for us. Yeah, because if you if you go on a site, if there's questionable material, it's normally flagged on there, right? 
Um, there's always a citation needed mm-hmm. tag at the end of it or something like that. Mm-hmm. So obviously you don't use it to write your college papers, right. but if you're just looking for, you know, fast and loose information, you can typically find it on there. Yeah. Oh no, that's all I had though. The podcast, one of the podcasts I listen to, they have a show called citation needed. And basically what they do is they'll pick randomly pick, a uh, um, uh, a Wikipedia page yeah. and read it and then try to explain one of them will read it and then try to explain it to the other guys as though they know everything about it. You know, that's interesting. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's funny. Bunch of funny guys. Um, Oh, no, that's, that's all I had Ian. That's I'm good. I came in with nothing. So yeah. <laughs> I kept up pretty well. Though, so we I? filled an hour and 10 minutes with just my information. Your information, my opinion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's is that our is that our new tagline? Fifty <laughs> percent info, fifty percent opinion. Next info, Ian's opinion. Hey, you know what? My opinion is golden. Okay. Well, on that note, <laughs> uh, any questions or comments? Email us to uh, email to us at life and journal. Um, sorry, uh, life and journal. MI at gmail.com. So you got me all fucked up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, check us out on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, follow us on uh, iTunes, Google Play Music, and all that stuff. Uh, tune in, Stitcher. I don't know. I don't know. Any of the above. Yeah, that's all I got, though. Until next time. Talk to y'all later with my opinion. <sighs> Peace. My role, let me tell you about it. This shit right here, man, I'm about about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Yo, lady, drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you took over, you wanna hang. Shoulder to shoulder, the niggas basic. You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't for the fuck shit. You niggas alright, but I'm way better and she love it. Know that y'all sick as fuck. Here go this tissue, bro. We taking the dub, hoping you get you some. This here like a pick me up. She taking my drugs. Know they see the sign. That's some down the Know they sick as fuck. Now they sick as fuck. Tell them get well soon. Tell them get well soon. Now you sick as fuck. Get well soon. Oh shit. Watch out, you the car, Billy. Oh shit. Right now, and I'm smiling in your face, bitch. With a ghost smile, you should probably make placement to your eye. Niggas sick as fuck. Standing with niggas. Who died for that party? Who died for some bitches who showing their bodies? Swear